Thank you for listening to the Paranormal Mind Podcast, episode number four. We really appreciate you joining and listening in. You just really tried to mess them up, didn't you? Yeah. Well, no, I was saying episode three. I, yeah. I lost oh, track. Okay. I, I don't even know. Like for for those of you who do not know, we try to record some, you know, back to back. That way we'll have a little uh what? Buffer. What you call it? Yeah, a little buffer. A little buffer. That way we don't have to do this all the time because Shane is so busy. No, no. That. Shane Shane lives an hour and a half away. <laughs> so it's kind of hard. We have to make sure that everything we do falls in line with Shane's. That's absolutely schedule. correct. And Josh is trying to find the right button. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. He was trying to find a button to push. But thank you for listening to the podcast. Um, this is where we talk about anything and everything paranormal, unusual, unexplained, just talking about our life, whatever's going on. It's just kind of fair game. Just basically what we talk about when there's not a mic in our face and there's not cameras around. We talk about the same shit all the time. So thank you for listening. We got a really cool podcast for you today talking about a fascinating event known as the Marbury Jordan incident, which took place in 1901 in France. Why do they always have to have the most insane names? I think Marbury is decent. Jordan Jordan would be, uh, I'm probably butchering it. You know, I'm just glad it didn't take place in West Virginia. That's hey, true. Yeah. Listen, finally, I'm sourcing. If y'all want to source the topics, you can source the topics and get it outside of West Virginia and Kentucky. I don't know. Sorry, West Virginia. Denver. Keep going. What? Keep going, John Denver. Go ahead. <laughs> shut up. Almost heaven. All right. Shut up. All right. All right. So we're going to dive into the lives of Charlotte Ann Moberly and Eleanor Jordan. Two women who had a strange encounter at the Palace of Versailles. Now, before we before we hit record, I was like, "What is the correct pronunciation, Ray?" Because I'm I'm not sure. And he was like, "It's not Versailles, like you're pronouncing it. It's Versailles." So, thankfully, he corrected me before we hit record. What about else- the Estes method? Again, that is a frustrating thing. So like on 28 Days Haunted, I've got a really I've got a really uh pronounced accent. And I'll say Estes and the you know, Estes I'll, I'll say all kinds of stuff like that. And people were tearing us apart for saying Estes instead of Estes method. Hey viewers out there be ruthless, man. It's I'll horrible. It's like has, it, it, tomato, tomato. It's like whatever. You know what? Yeah. You know what we're talking about. So just you know, it's not that big of a deal. But ooh, apparently, ooh, it ooh. is. Famous last words. Apparently, it is. All right. So back to the story. Marberly was born in 1846 and was the daughter of a headmaster and bishop. She was no slouch herself, becoming the first principal at St. Hugh's College in Oxford in 1886. And let's break away real quick. Up oh, here's Josh with his noises. <laughs> let's let's stop. Let's stop the story real quick to say that we want to plug BJ's billiards, billiards, billiards. right? Yeah. In Macon, Georgia, uh, we plug them every podcast because they have been so uh, gracious in allowing us to use their space, which is a bar. If you couldn't tell from the background noise, it's a bar that. We're able to do the podcast, and we're very thankful that 
they're allowing us to do it. So thank you, BJ Billiards. And if you're in Macon, check them out and support them. Um, you won't be disappointed. It's a really cool spot. Yeah, it's so. pretty cool. All right. So back to the story. <laughs> we go all over the place on this podcast. You're going to have to get used to it. Buckle up. All right. So Jourdain, on the other hand, was born in 1863 and was the eldest of 10 children. Her dad was a vicar and her sister was an art teacher. Excuse me. Sister was an art historian while her brother was a mathematician. Talk about some overachievers. <laughs> Big time overachievers. Jordan even wrote textbooks and ran her own school. So before Jordan, Jordan, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. Probably not. But Their family hopefully. will be reaching yeah. out. So for before Jordan <laughs> and Moberly's assistant, the two ladies decided to get to know each other better with Moberly staying at Jordan's apartment in Paris. So here's the claims. Here's what the, the podcast that we're talking about is all about. All right. So here's what happened. Two English women, Charlotte Marberly and Eleanor Jourdain, were visiting, visiting the Palace of Versailles, and they got lost in the gardens. They got lost in the gardens. All right. As they tried... <laughs> what, you, look, you, you, were, you had a glazed look on your eyes. I know I'm probably boring you, but I, I just want to repeat it Get for emphasis. to the point. They got lost okay? in the gardens. Yeah. yeah, they got lost in the garden. That's imperative it? to the story. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, episode Good five. God. <laughs> lost in the garden. Y'all are incredible. Jeez. Thank you. Now I've lost my damn spot. They got lost in the garden. That's the last thing. I know. Said. I'm trying to find where I left off, where oh, I wrote God. all of this stuff. All right. Attention. So as they tried to find their way back, they claimed to have an experience of a bizarre and otherworldly origin. According to them, they saw people in 18th century clothing going about their daily business in the gardens, even though it was August 10th, 1901. They described the atmosphere as strange with a feeling of intense melancholy and a sense of being out of time. The women were so shaken by the experience that they wrote a book about it called An Adventure. It's pretty original, right? So, so the book became a sensation and people began speculating about what really happened that day in the gardens of Versailles or Versailles if you're Southern. <laughs> it has nothing to do with being Southern. Yes, it does. Uncultured. Oh, oh, okay. Well, you had to look it up too, okay? But people don't see that because we hit record after that. Yeah, Prove exactly. Fake news. Exactly. Yeah. I don't right. believe you. Oh, God. All right, so one theory is that Moberly and Jourdain experienced a time slip mm -hmm. where they somehow slipped through a rift in time and saw a vision of life at Versailles in the 18th century. Others have suggested that they were experiencing a kind of collective hallucination or that they had stumbled upon a paranormal hotspot. They also saw a lady sketching on the grass who Moberly thought was Marie Antoinette. Sounds to me like they were tripping, yeah. and that's just my I was my just sitting take. here thinking, like, they go and tell somebody this story, and then they're like, yeah, bro, it's just time slip. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm sure they didn't describe it that way, but, you know, it's weird. Yeah, so it happens they, all the time. It was so, just a time slip. So yeah. they eventually made it to the, I'm butchering this, I apologize in advance. They originally made it to the Petite tr Trianon. 
<laughs> Holy shit! Oh god! You and your sound effects. <laughs> Uh, this segment's brought to you by us not being able to breathe. Oh, shit. All right. Somebody else take over. Good God. Stop with that shit. Time slips. Okay. Oh, my it's God. It's like some Back to the Future stuff. Yeah, Man. no, actually, I know this story because, like, this oh, is, yeah. oh, I knew you would know one of yeah, these. This is this is a pretty popular one when people talk about time slips and like you know glitches in the matrix and all that. So I've nice. heard this story before. Like they were literally just wandering through the garden, you know, just as you do apparently, and uh, <laughs> yeah, they were just walking, and then suddenly, everyone around them was like from two hundred years in the past. Interesting. And then they just came out of it, but yeah, they said that they were like super. I mean, they had like a different feeling, which you were talking about melancholy. Yeah, they were. They said they could feel like something was wrong, but they couldn't quite figure out. What yeah, was and they going felt on. that they literally felt like they were out of time. It was yeah. a strange and creepy experience for them, for sure. I could imagine that there would be some kind of feeling relative to that. You know? Yeah, I mean, this is this one's like a popular one, kind of like the uh, the dude that was at the bridge collapse or whatever where it looked like he was wearing like sunglasses and yeah, like yeah yeah this one's always like right up there with that as far as like authentic or as authentic as you can get as far as time slips go and well like what was the other one the the jfk the bushka or the, yeah the bushka lady or whatever yeah well but get this okay so after the mysterious adventure in versailles jordan and moberly kept their mouths shut about the whole thing until a week later when Moberly wrote a letter to her sister. So apparently she asked Jordan if she thought the Petit Trianon, which is probably wrong, was haunted. And Jordan was like, yeah, dude, it totally is. It's, that's it's exactly haunted. how she said yeah, it. She, yeah, that's dude. exactly how she said it. <laughs> yeah, bro. bro. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty haunted. Yeah, bro. Yep. 100. So, <laughs> 100. <laughs> no it's cap. haunted. 100. <laughs> All right. So three months later, the two women met up in Oxford and compared notes, even doing some research on the history of the Trianon. And I hope I'm saying you this right. You are butchering the phone. I know I am. I, I know I am. God. So they thought they might have seen events. I'll from, Google it when we're off the air. Yeah, I bet you will. I bet you will. They thought they, they might have For seen shame. events. Yeah. They thought they might have seen events from 1792 when the French monarchy was abolished. So they visited the garden several times after their adventure, but couldn't find the same path they had taken before, which is weird. Uh, they found that various landmarks were missing and the grounds were full of people. To explain this, they thought maybe they had stumbled upon a private party or some other event, but nothing was scheduled that afternoon. Through their research, they thought they recognized a man they saw by the kiosk as the, oh shit, here we go again, <laughs> as the Comte de Vaudreuil. What? Good Lord. Let me see. <laughs> a friend of Marie Antoinette. It's, it's Okay, let's see if you can yeah, pronounce it, it better. Let me look at Hold it. on, it's right there. Uh, yeah, that exactly got, what got I thought, on. Ray. Exactly what I thought. It's French. <laughs> a friend of Marie Antoinette, whom Marley claimed to have seen. 
Convinced that they had a paranormal experience, they decided to pl- publish, publish, good <laughs> God almighty. They decided so, to publish. So I'm butchering regular words yeah. and uh, like French words. Oh, yes, yeah, so so. you fucking up. I'm just screwing languages. up. I'm just screwing up in general. <laughs> oh, we need God. a new language, somebody. <laughs> All right, let's stop. All right. Convinced that they had a paranormal experience, they decided to publish their story in a book called An Adventure. In 1911 was when it was written under the pseudonyms of Elizabeth Morrison and Francis Lamont. The book created a buzz, but many critics called it out for its its implausibilities and inconsistencies. One review by Eleanor Mildred Sidwick even suggested that the women had misinterpreted normal events. But get this, in 1903, an old map of the Trianon Gardens was found that showed a bridge that the woman had claimed to have seen, but had not been on any other map. So that's that's suspicious. So, you know, they find a map, 1903, it shows what they were describing, but there was, this was on no other map, which is kind of peculiar, really. Um kind of gives validity validity to to an extent of what they were saying. Yeah. Man, I can't talk at all today. All right, so both women claim to have more paranormal experiences before and after their adventures. <clears throat> Marberly said that she saw an apparition of the Roman Emperor Constantine in the in 1914 while Jourdain became convinced during World War 1 that a German spy was hiding in their college. These people are wild, man. Yeah. So, unfortunately, Jordan's behavior became increasingly uh, autocratic. And after her sudden death in 1924, an academic scandal erupted over her leadership of the college. And Moberly passed away in 1937. So, my question is, is what do you believe? What do you think? What is your theory on all of this? Do you think it's a legitimate time slip? Ray, you said that you've heard about this before. Um, But what do you think? You think that maybe they took something that could have made them hallucinate or what? I mean, you know, for me, I always want to believe in this stuff. So, like, I'm pretty biased as far as, like, wanting it to be real. but. It seems like two women who are well-educated, who probably were taking a walk in a garden, were like, man, we could, this is, let's make up a story. Yeah. You know, let's. For a book sale. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Let's, you know, what would be a cool thing to talk about? It's like, oh, well, imagine if, you know, we were around when Marie Antoinette was around and, you know. So, I mean, they could have very well concocted a plan to, to write this book. And then try to make it real, you know, try yeah. to be like, oh, this is something that actually happened. You know? Right. Well, there's other stories, though, of, of time slips, right. of people be, uh, losing time, losing track of time, um, you know, not remembering uh, yeah. certain parts of their life or certain instances where they they find themselves in other locations and they don't know how the hell they got there. Well, there's like the super famous one, the 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 dude that's from a country that doesn't exist that said he was from the future. Yeah. I can't remember the name of the country, but 
Uh, it starts shoot. with a T. Yeah, I can't remember. But, I mean, there's more of these instances. So that's why, you know, sometimes I, I want to take a look at it because, you know, if it's just one isolated case or a couple of isolated cases, there's a lot of people that have claimed to have had these time slip phenomenons yeah. where they're like they're they're lost in time and they lose track of certain well, you know, parts of time there's a whole theory about like uh bigfoot like sasquatch how the reason why you can never get a really good picture of him is because he's actually not part of this dimension that he's just phasing in and phasing out from another dimension yeah and that's why no matter how well technology advances the photographs and videos you get are the same because he's not actually here he's just kind of phasing well, through time yeah well it's like the men in black and or even black-eyed children and stuff there's there's stories of that right. where, you know there's where, tons and tons of stories of time slips though. yeah uh people just riding down a road and then seeing things that don't match up with the timeline that they're yeah yeah they're and, and a lot of them i mean are, we experienced that when we went to louisiana and we tried to find that casino we went through it uh, hell yeah well i think a lot of that was uh, uh, well. borderline starvation because we were trying to find some yeah, food and couldn't yeah but that was that was a weird experience too yeah but um yeah there's a lot of instances of time slips and a lot of those stories come from uh ufo encounters right. like you'll hear yeah, a lot of those sure. from ufo encounters and and they say that the basis for that is um something happens they uh these creatures or the these extraterrestrials do something to make it where they forget right you know well, and you know they also when you're when you're abducted they also try to make you feel relaxed and calm so that could be the <laughs> right <now. laughs> I'm just saying yeah but they'll uh you know they'll give you like a sense of euphoria or whatever so That's they true. very well could have caused them to hallucinate i just say that because ray really wants to be abducted. i would love nothing more than to be abducted <laughs> i know it would, it would be a and not come back yeah don't bring me back yeah yeah I don't know. I don't know about the story. I, whenever I was first researching it, I, I was scratching my head because to me, what it sounds like is like you were talking about earlier is they're just trying to concoct a, a story. They're intelligent enough to where they can cover up their tracks mm -hmm. to a degree and to come up with a Okay, this is how we get our voices heard. This is how um, we can make an impact. But again, I mean, hell, this is what 1901 yeah i mean you're not going I, I don't know how much you're going to want to voice your opinion times were different back then uh yeah. for women you know yes it depends on how well their book sold maybe but i mean it's like these are educated women right so you would it'd be you'd be kind of it, it, it'd be weird to think that they would go out on a limb like that and risk ridicule That's and true. and risk um their reputation yeah and it but after a while like it, and unfortunately with a lot of these cases sometimes you do have to entertain that there's some people that are struggling um with mental issues and, right. and, and some things and in the in the case of uh Jordan, and this woman in the store eleanor uh she became more erratic later on 
after all of this stuff. It could have been a result of their experience, or it could be that she was just struggling mentally in a lot of different ways, and it just manifested in this concocted story of an adventure, as they called it, you know? So... I don't know, man. It's it's rough in this field, like in this field of study, like you really have to examine that stuff. Yeah. There's yeah. a you don't want to discredit people because I mean, I know what I've seen in my life. I know that that I've experienced things that seem on the surface unbelievable. You yeah. know? Yeah. But I know that they happen. Yeah. So I don't want to go into stories like these and be like, oh, they're probably just um dealing with mental issues and that's what it is i don't want to go that route right off the bat but at the same time as you both know we have to consider yeah for sure we have to consider that it doesn't mean we have to diagnose it and right. and, and and treat it and do all of this because other we'd th- doing, stuff we'd be doing just as much of a disservice if we were like everything that we hear is real every single paranormal incident yeah, every course. single ghost story every single ufo abduction they're all real because we want them to be real we if we do not psychoanalyze and look at each one of these as an individual incident we're doing just as much of a disservice as, as people who disprove or try to say, no, nothing's real, or the people who say everything's real. There has to be a middle ground where sometimes it's real and sometimes it's not. That's yeah. true. Yeah, and, and we're human. <clears throat> we're, we're not going to interpret things the correct way 100% of the time. Right. No. We are um, fallible, right? Is that right? Fallible. Yes. Yeah. So we we make mistakes. There's things that happen where we um, will misinterpret a lot of the time. And the circumstances, we misinterpret all of that. So we got to keep that into account. Could these ladies have had an experience? Absolutely. Uh, and the reason why I give validity to it is because there's so many other people that have experienced yeah, that, similar things. Right. That, that's with any kind of research that you want to do, though. You know, it's it things become become more possible if there's other situations that are attached to it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. So, last thoughts: Yes, no. You believe it more? You leaning more towards it, or no? I want to believe it. Okay, you want to believe? What about you, Josh? I believe in time slips or parallel universes. <laughs> I do not think that this is a case of one. Yeah, I have to lean on because of Jordan's uh, erratic behavior after the fact. I'm leaning more towards it could have been a story that they tried to concoct later on. So, but anyway, y'all let us know what you think um, by going on our social media and, and leaving comments and leave comments on our Patreon. If you're a patron member, thank you so much for supporting our work and what we do. And if you're listening on the podcast for free, thank you so much. If you're able to, and you want to support us, uh, please join our Patreon, uh, the paranormal mind. And, uh, we really appreciate it. We funnel all of this stuff right back into this work and to do some things. And we, we have some other things in the works as far as investigations and filming some different things that we're going to be doing. So if, if you feel like you want to support we would really appreciate that and thank you so much for it 
So thank you so much for listening to and watching the Paranormal Mind. And until the next one, have a good one, guys. See ya. We're out.